Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Welcome to the show. Shelley Shearer here, and today I want to talk about anger. It's funny because, you know, growing up in the 80s, there were different ways of looking at the world. And anger was considered, you know, a bad thing, uh, as well as, you know, not multitasking and not being superwoman, all these types of things that were taught back then. And now we've come to realize that really emotion is energy. And if you've studied any, anything at all in the emotional realm of uh, frequency, not emotional realm, but just energetic realm, I apologize, uh, on frequency, Anger can be a really good thing because it's a higher resonating um, emotion than than feeling sad or giving up or feeling you know hopeless. There's a whole lot of emotions below anger that really they can destroy your life. But when you start to feel anger, lots of times when people say, for instance, something has happened to them and they go into their shell, people around them that are in the know that understand are always looking for the anger because that is the first step to stepping out of the puddle that they've managed to uh, drown in, more or less, is the, I guess, the way I would describe that. It is a troublesome emotion, though, because so many of us aren't taught to deal with anger productively. In fact, that's what I meant with my first comment about the 80s, where anger was just considered so bad, and heaven forbid you express it, and... Being angry and having that emotion is not disrespectful, is not um, destructive. It's how you behave that brings all those adjectives. But feeling it can be a very positive thing. Let me tell you why. And dealing with it and feeling it is a very positive thing as well. So here's, let me, let me go through a couple of points. First off, emotions are energetic. That's, that's really just sort of, a lot more accepted today than it was 30 years ago. There's a whole scale of energetic emotions when you run through certain things. It's a, it's a great thing to know, by the way. I should actually have a, a guest on that I know she teaches on this. Um, she'd be do a wonderful job of explaining it to you all, and it would just be a, a great podcast. So you know what? I'll have to keep that in the back of my mind. Give her a call and see what she if she feels like coming on the show because she does a great job of describing it, and it was actually through her that I attended a seminar for women that Dina Smithers actually talks about the levels of emotion and how, you know, some low ones have a really low frequency and other ones have a really high frequency. And anger is sort of in the middle there. But we're taught, you know, not to throw temper tantrums, to behave. You know, when I was a kid, it was seen, you know, be seen and not heard type of mentality, which is just so archaic. But that was how I was raised. Now, you can have respect, and I believe in in showing respect and raising your children to have it, but I do not believe in shutting down people's emotions, mainly, I guess, because for me in my life, that was a huge part of a lot of my issues. My family could not deal with conflict in any way, shape, or form, so we were just told to shut down, like, don't bring us your problems, don't bring us your issues, just behave, and you're rewarded for that, and if you don't behave, you're punished for it. Really tough environment to grow up in emotionally. I had lots of other amazing things in my childhood, but emotional support was never, ever one of them. Not once that I can even remember. So the goal here is to teach you or to help you do better. 
with yourself and maybe perhaps if you're raising children with your children as well. The problem with anger, especially for a lot of us, is it, what's the word I'm looking for? I was going to say is insidious. It can sometimes uh, be harbored away and we're not aware of it and it jumps out at the most inopportune moments. I know that goes on in my life sometimes. Uh, unfortunately, it is a bit to do with my family. Uh, but often I get very angry as well just on the injustice of the world if I watch too much of the news, things like that. I can just get so angry and that is not an emotion. Now for me, when I'm in that state, I'm lowering my emotional and energetic state because I tend to vibrate a little higher than that. I'm, that's what happens when you get older and you're aware and you gain a little more wisdom. I choose to not live in, in that lower vibration of emotion, but it just sneaks up on you sometimes. Now, that can get trapped deep inside of you and you think you're okay with it and then something will trigger it and you will go off the charts. That is not how we want to respond to anger. Anger is healthy, like I say, if you've been vibrating a lot lower than anger, anger can sometimes be the catalyst that you need to get out of, out of a, you know, a funk you've been in or a depression, get angry about a situation, get angry about, you know, whatever it is that's going on in your life and, and look around for ways to change it. So that can be the positive of it. Problem is sometimes it pops up when we just are thinking, no, I don't need this right now. Like I'm feeling good. I'm trying to have positive thoughts about a situation. It could be family. It could be business. It it could be just a relationship. It could, it could be anything in your life. And all of a sudden, boom, you're in the middle of it and you're just thinking, I just want to slap someone or scream or rage. Not feeling anger won't make it go away. And that's something in the last couple of years I really had to practice. Now, the reason I bring this up today of all days is it's been on my mind and I struggle with it. But the last couple of days I've been on a website for people with fibromyalgia and I'm on a new protocol called the Guaifenesin protocol by Dr. St. Amand and there is a lot of great support groups out there and I joined one of them on Facebook and it was interesting listening to you know people's comments and that sort of thing but this one lady was saying how she's really struggling because there's a lot of people out there that still, still believe fibromyalgia is not a real disease and I think really you live with it for 10 minutes and we'll have a conversation but you know what? There's just some people you're never going to change their minds. And she was really struggling with complete and utter denial from her family and no support. Not her, not her husband and kids. They were great, but everyone else around her. And she was just so hurt, but I could also sense the anger. And it made me angry on her behalf a little bit because I dealt with this in my own life. My sister and I have zero relationship in our lives right now in our 50s. And it's such a shame, but we simply just do not. Um... They have no clue what goes on in my life physically and emotionally and mentally with my illness. And my mom, my sister's life is just all about money. So very different perspectives in, in where things are laying. My parents, however, I have had to work on letting that go and change my anger around the situation. Because one, my father has dementia. And two, my mom is actually quite pleasant these days. And her memory is going, so she doesn't remember the negative stuff. She doesn't remember fighting. She doesn't remember the things she says. Well, do you know what? That actually is a bit of a blessing because I have learned the last six months to let it go. I don't need to convince them that I'm sick. I don't need to convince them sometimes how hard our life is. I live it every day, and I don't like dwelling it. In fact, I had a good friend here a few months ago, and the one thing I, and I was having a bad weekend, 
both really physically was was hurting and I said you know thank you for not coddling me he goes yeah that's never going to happen he, you can have sympathy for someone's illness but I don't want to live in the victim mentality of my illness and he was just so supportive of that which I was great because he'd never visited and seen me at my worst and he was a little bit taken back and it was still so gracious of him not to be like all all over me and smothering me it's like don't don't smother me don't mother me just this is what it is we've learned to accept it in our family and i'll rest and then i'll feel better you know what i'm never going to get my parents or family to understand that and in this case of my sister she just doesn't want to understand because it would make her feel guilty and my mom just she doesn't remember well, do you know what that relationship now that my father is in his last few years of life is more important than my need to be understood so that has let go of a lot of anger for me in that particular family situation you could be having that same experience that same thing in a completely different situation completely different topic it may not be health it may be business it may be could just be anything really if you could find a way to feel the anger and work through it and find a solution to your behavior. That's really all we're looking for because here's the next thought. We don't want to be tucking it away inside. And the point I digressed on on that one was it can build illness. When we harbor negative emotions, again, remember back to the beginning of this podcast, it's energetic. Emotions are energetic. Well, we're energetic beings. We can literally make ourselves sick. So when I'm harboring that kind of anger, my pain is worse. My foggy days are worse. I'm just in my spirit, just worse. So the only person harboring all that anger that's hurting is me. The people that are, that I feel are causing it or contributing to the situation, they're not vested in my anger at all. I am the one that's suffering because of it. So you, you really need to just find a way to work through it and express it. Now, how do we do that? We don't want to turn it on ourselves. And sometimes I do that as well. I just get angry at myself. Uh, and that actually, that's a bit of a, a little off topic because when you turn anger on yourself, it's usually because you're not loving or forgiving yourself for something. And really, you need to let that go. That actually could be a podcast. In fact, it may even be next the podcast because the next subject in my meditation book was loving yourself. But today, the anger just kind of hit me with, with what had happened with this group the last few days and sort of just watching stuff in my own family. And I think, you know what? I'm feeling so much better in the last few months since I let some of that stuff go, but I also had to work through it. I felt it. I got angry. I cried. I ranted. I raved, but not at someone. Uh, My husband would listen to me, but I wasn't angry at him. He just knew I just needed to work through those emotions because I don't want that stuff sitting inside of me and I don't want it making me ill. Like I say, it's all energetic. So what should you do? You need to give yourself permission to feel it and you need to find a mechanism to let it go. So find someone to talk to. Don't abuse it. You just can't be a broken record. But maybe you need to pay someone to talk to someone about it. Maybe like me, you're fortunate enough to have some good friends and a, and a husband that will let you express that stuff without judging you about it. That's excellent as well. I have a good friend, Jen, that just lets me rage at the world for 10 minutes. And it's like, okay, that's over. I'm good now. <laughs> maybe you need to go for a drive and where no one can hear you, roll down the windows and scream. I do a lot of talking to my windshield <laughs> and you know what the funny thing is I rant and rave at it and then I get home because I do this when I'm out driving please pay attention to what you're doing but I can generally multitask those two things and then I come home and it's like okay you know that's done I'm, I'm good I'm good so that's just sort of how I 
one of my little uh, physical modalities of, of letting go of things is to just rant at my windshield. I do that a lot. But I'm very verbal and I'm a communicator. That may not, may not be your thing. Maybe you'll feel better if you write it down. Now, there was a great trick I learned years ago. You know, they talk about writing an email, but never send it. When you write in anger and you're communicating with someone, never send the first draft. Maybe never send it at all, but never send the first draft. You get all those emotions out onto paper or onto the computer, and then you save it and you walk away. Okay, you need a breathing room between those two, two functions. But write it out, shout it out go to the gym, work it out. I used to deal with a lot of my aggression on the squash court. What's really struggled with me in my illness is that I can't do those types of physical activities, but I mountain biked. That was a joyous thing for me, but I can, I have good memory of feeling a lot of negative and anger throughout my life that got taken out in that little black ball. Um, I'm fairly strong or I used to be, and I serve like a guy overhand Man, there's some women that just wouldn't, didn't like playing me. I'm not a great, was never a great squash player, but I could serve like nobody's business. A lot of power, but that's also where a lot of my anger was. It was just like, snap. You know, it was great therapy. It was great therapy. Find ways for yourself. And physical activity is good because not only are you putting the anger into an outlet, but you're physically exhausting your body as well. So that kind of lowers cortisol levels and adrenaline um, and can calm out your central nervous system. And then have a nap. Like, don't feel guilty about that kind of stuff. Rest, have a nap, just and just go, whew, let it go. Like, just let it be out there in the sweat and walk away from it. So anger can also, though, be a guide it can be very useful if used creatively and uh, creatively, sorry. And the reason I say that is anger, like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, when I was watching too much of the news or you're in a bad situation, if you're angry at something, someone, a situation, feeling it, expressing it and living in it for a short period of time can often give you the avenue and the roadway to get out of it or to find a solution. That's just... I've often found that's how the process works. You know, it's, and it's a process. It's not like it's a snap of the fingers and it's done. And this is a process you work through. So lots of times it can decide, help you decide where to go, where not to go. Uh, because sometimes we have anger in a situation in our lives because we're at a crossroads. Now, maybe we're trying to make a decision about something. Invest in that investment, take this new job, go into, you know, stay in a relationship, it's hard to say. There's a million things in your life that, that this could be uh, related to. And you're undecided, but you've also realized that you're pondering all this and there's some latent anger that's come up in the middle of all of it. Work through it. You'd be surprised if that may not be something that your body is telling you to help you make a decision on A or B. That you're not going forward making a decision with all the right information emotionally because you've been suppressing something in your life. I know that's a little bit woo and a little lot, lot to take in at, at this point, but um, that's just kind of where this thought pattern went for me today. And since it's happened to me many times in my life, when I shut down my emotions and I'm just what I like to call manic, <clears throat> it's, a, it's a little bit of a problem I deal with. I have a son that's bipolar, so I have to accept in my life that that mental illness, I've struggled with depend, uh, depression in my life, has got to genetically be coming from somewhere and my ex-husband's family really doesn't suffer from this. They've got other issues. This is not one of them. It's coming from my side of the family, from my mom's gene pool, actually. 
a lot of mental illness on that side of the family. And I think, okay, so we called me hyper when I was younger, but really when I, now that I'm older, I can really see where I get a bit manic. And when you're manic, you feel you can do anything. There's no chance but success. You can do it all. Uh, every decision you're making feels like it's absolutely the right one. And the problem with being manic is you shut down the other emotions somewhat. You're just on like a euphoric high. I have really had to learn to rein that in, recognize it, acknowledge it, and not make decisions during that period. Okay, that just is like, okay, I am definitely on a roll here right now. Perhaps we'll just wait a bit before we, you know, invest money, buy a new anything, and, uh, and try a new business opportunity. <laughs> That's been my experience. Maybe you can relate to something in your life about uh, along those lines as well. But when you can truly acknowledge feelings and especially anger and you're not in that manic or euphoric state, it can really help you make decisions on something that's laying in front of you. It can help you get on to the next place in your life. That's a big one. I would have to say that probably that's the description of, what, of what's happened to my life the last year and a bit is almost two years now, is I'm in a new place in my life. Acceptance, that's what goes on in my family is never going to change. And acceptance that, you know, this is my life and I'm going to do the best I can with it and be the most highest functioning I can be in it. Not to get caught up in drama that I do not want to get caught up on in. Like that's a decision. You want to be in the middle of your drama, fill your boots. But if you are there and you're blaming, don't because you're the one in the middle of it. So you need to find a way to cope with that and get out of it. Drama is, is like a gerbil wheel of addiction that you just, I know because I have people in my life that are just addicted to drama. They create it when their lives are going too smoothly and I have been known to do this. So I'm very aware of the syndrome. <laughs> okay. But sorry, let's go back to the anger. Feeling expressing our anger in appropriate ways can take us forward and really can give us a lot of power. Probably one of the biggest side effects of dealing with my anger over the years. I mean, I had to deal with a lot of emotional issues over the years, but my anger, especially the last two years, one it being sick, you know, stuff with my family that I won't go into right now, just, you know, sitting around and stomping your feet saying it's not fair isn't going to change anything. Acceptance, what can you change, what can't you change, working through the emotions and coming out the other side, that is positive. You're the winner and you can move forward on a higher emotional vibrating scale. So I'm just going to read you um, the book uh, that I use a lot for meditation, Melody Beattie, and her little affirmation about anger today. Let yourself feel angry when anger, anger is what you really feel. Then get the anger out of your head and out of your body. Once that's happened, you'll feel clear. You'll know what to do next. The path to your heart, to your inner voice will be opened. Sometimes getting angry is exactly what we need to do next. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.